yoga teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. I'm here today with Megan Bradley. And Megan is one of the amazing teachers inside The Profitable Yoga Teacher. And she's here with me today to share with you guys her journey so far. So one thing I will say about Megan is that she is a total action taker. (laughs) It's true. She doesn't mess about and she's really driven and passionate about what she does. So I'm so excited that she's here today to share with you guys what she's been up to. And during her time inside the Profitable Yoga Teacher, she's launched her membership And also she's launched her first online course and we're going to talk about all of that today. So welcome Megan, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me, I'm excited. So let's just start by learning a bit more about you and for you to share with everyone here today what you've been up to so far in your um, journey as a, a yoga business owner Well, it was a journey that I I never thought that I would take. Um, I was a secondary school teacher in Hackney, um, assistant lead in English. Uh, That was kind of what I thought I was going to do with my life. Um, And for various reasons, not because I didn't love teaching, but the bureaucracy, the nine to five, the really rigidity of teaching, I sort of started to fall out of love with that. And um, I was never a natural entrepreneur, never somebody who imagined running my own business. Um, But my wife has always run her own business. She runs a music business and kind of like pushed me when we were leaving London to open a yoga studio in Margate. And I sort of kind of like held my breath and decided to jump off the cliff and started um, a yoga studio, which was quite I don't want to say easy, but for me, because I was never somebody who had like an Instagram as a teacher, you're not like self-promoting. You're a part of like a a bigger picture. Um, So this whole idea of then like, I'm vegan. This is what I do. Check me out. Like that felt really foreign and weird. So, but doing it as a, a studio was easier because it was, it was not so much about me. So I, I was running a studio, um, in Margate. Um, and then, I guess about in 2019, I decided, okay, I'm going to start dabbling. And I think this is when I started following you in sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own personal brand. I'm going to be more than the yoga studio. And I just started with like small things, um, following you in the Facebook group and kind of getting tidbits here and there. Um, I ran a couple of retreats, which were great, but I mean, I had no strategy. I had, you know, I was just like, oh, I'll cast my rod out and see what happens. And, you know, it, it, it was going well. My first retreat, like, sold out like this. But then the ones following, you know, they, they were tougher. And it was, you know, that first blast of anything that I was doing was great. But to 
to keep it going, the momentum, I needed strategy behind it. And I was kind of like ticking along, ticking along, and then COVID hit. And suddenly my bricks and mortar studio, my income, everything was gone. And I think I drank a bottle of wine that night and sort of let myself free fall. Um, but the next day, um, because like I said, my wife runs a music business, like both of us had no businesses as soon as we went into lockdown. Um, and we're both quite type A's, we're, we're both quite action takers. So we just decided we're not gonna let this kind of destroy us. So we both started to pivot. And I mean, I did the natural thing that everybody did, which was, all right, I'm gonna be a Zoom teacher and I'm gonna teach loads of Zoom classes. And I think the first thing that really kind of kicked my butt into gear, I think you ran a paid thing that, that sort of started you in this like thinking beyond the Zoom class. I think from that moment on, it's kind of like rocket fueled this, right, actually, this is going to be a business. And this is something that I'm going to continue on with, even if when my bricks and mortar studio does does reopen. In the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to have a YouTube channel. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to do this online. I'm going to do that online. I never probably would have done those things or I would have like, you know, put something up and, you know, never really pursued it. So I think for me now it's negotiating and figuring out as like a bricks and mortar business owner. Mm. And so I've got these two business brains now that I'm like, okay, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? <laughs> what kind of skills and knowledge gaps did you recognize that you had that brought you into like that, that kind of made you see that, you know, you wanted to come into the profitable yoga teacher, let's say. Well, I think <laughs> Before lockdown, I was not a tech person. Like I literally would just always shout for my partner to come and help me. Um, I almost like it was an identity. Like if there was, a, I'm not the tech person. I'm I'm not the person who's who knew, knows how to do any of this stuff, let alone like kind of figure it out. Like a lot of tech stuff, I think you've got to play around with it. And it just terrified me. Mm. And I, at this point, I think <clears throat> because... I sort of saw this all happening and, and our, my, hot pot, my, my yoga studio closed before we actually went into lockdown. So I'd already been kind of asking my wife to help me loads and I felt very disenfranchised. I felt very disempowered because um, I constantly had to ask for her help and, you know, things like Zoom setting up Zoom, um, all of the tech. So getting the webcam to connect, getting the mics to connect, like stuff now that I'm like, oh God, that was so easy. But, you know, I'd never done any of it before. Um, and then, you know, payment processing, how to, I was doing all of this, like haphazardly trying to figure it out on my Wix website that was just, you know, thrown together. Um, yeah. And which was really good. I don't use any of those processes anymore, but it was a real okay, I've got to like, I got to get dirty to figure this out. And I'm probably going to do it wrong lots of times. Um, so, you know, a lot of it was kind of your guidance and then playing around with it, figuring things out, a lot of like stress as well. Um, but I, I mean, that's learning. I think you have to kind of put yourself in uncomfortable situations to progress and to learn. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me is I'd sort of tried doing a lot of that on my own. And yeah. it took me so long. And I think I just realized that my time was worth the money to invest. Even if it, even that first, that online yogi course, like, yeah, it was a weird thing because suddenly I had no income, 
but it felt very easy to give the money over to you because I was like, you have a system and I'm not going to want to like throw my laptop out the window. And actually that is so much worth my time. Yeah. I'm, I'm a 35 year old woman. I've had enough of this. Like I'll pay yeah, you. Yeah. We just want to get the results now. We want the, the proven method to make it work. And I think online yogi, that was very much focused on the tech that was a that when I created that course, it was a live course. Yeah. It was in response to COVID, yeah. everyone going online, understanding Zoom. So it was very much about tech, the systems, the mm. payment processing, and all of that. Um, and then a few months later, you came into the profitable yoga teacher at that point. So you'd obviously been doing your Zoom classes and saw the opportunity around creating an online course because of course that's what the profitable yoga teacher is all about was about creating that online course so what kind of shift had you gone through in those in the space of those couple of months that made you decide actually there's there's more of an opportunity here it's not just about being in zoom but there's something more that I want to be able to create for my community I think a lot of it had to do with the like complete and utter saturation so everyone in the fitness world was hopping on and doing these Zoom classes. And I very quickly, because I mean, we were doing Zoom classes for my, my studio as well. So, I mean, I was like zoomed out. And I just thought, you know, there's so many places to get these classes. You know, you can go on YouTube, you can go to all these different yoga teachers. Everybody's giving it for free. And I think one of the things I always have known about myself, you know, imposter syndrome, set aside I've always known that I'm a really good teacher that I have a unique style and I think I just really like believed in that and I'd been listening to your podcast and I think there were a few on like creating an online yoga course and I just sort of I think I knew that I wanted something more and that I saw this potential of at that point really seeing it kind of marry with with my bricks and mortar studio and also this idea that I didn't have to just work with this tiny little island of, you know, this nubbin of Thanet anymore, that I could work with people all over the UK and that I could work with people in Canada because that's where I'm really uh, originally from. Um, and I just was really, to be honest, I was really excited. Um, especially in the first lockdown, I was like, boom, I'm going to do everything I can because I never have this time. Like I'm, I've always so busy running the yoga studio dogs you know everything that we have going on and I I just was like right I'm gonna grab this time that we may never have again I mean if it happened you know I don't have the same energy in the second lockdown just because it's like oh you know it's a bit of a drag but it felt it just felt exciting and I thought do you know what I'm gonna invest in myself I'm gonna invest in seeing where this can go yeah. And you did like, you really did kind of just grab it. You grabbed it. Definitely. Um, you know, you've since, I mean, we've not even got to the end of the program and you've launched a membership and an online course. <laughs> so we're going to talk about these, but first of all, just, just tell me a little bit more about, um, what you've done in this time to actually grow your community. So a big part of the, the Profitable Yoga Teacher at the beginning of the program is all about growing and nurturing your community. So what have you been doing to grow your email list and what types of things have kind of been working for you in terms of lead generation activity that's, that, that you have seen has worked and that you want to, and that you're planning to do more of? Yeah. 
I think the biggest thing for me at the beginning of the course was that were the lessons on repurposing um, because I had been writing a blog for about six months, but, you know, I just write the blog, put it out and be like, all right. Um, and I think this whole idea of like, you can take this one bit of content and then sprinkle it in so many different places and, and repurpose it to have different kind of purposes um, and to reach, you know, different people. So I have been taking my, my, all my old blogs, I've been now going live. So I go live weekly on my Instagram and my Facebook. I then take the recording from my Facebook and put that on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is tiny, but it's, it's really nice. And I get kind of like five to 10 new followers a week. Um, yeah. And so I take that, put it onto YouTube. I then also take quotes from my blogs and um, turn them into like graphics for Instagram which is working really nicely into like little bits of stories and turning them into little reels. Um, you know, like seven reasons to start yoga in 2021. And then I turn that into mm -hmm. a reel and that's been really fun. And actually doing consistent reels has, has really increased the engagement on my Instagram, including followers. And I just love making them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think going live, repurposing the blogs. I was already doing um, weekly emails, but sometimes yeah. it was a real stretch. Like, what do I write about? Mm. Where now I've been using the blogs in a more of an interesting way. I've been taking the videos that I've been then um, putting on YouTube. And also like at the bottom, I always do like a PS going live on this day. Make sure you check it out. So then people then join my Facebook group. So my Facebook group is almost 400 now. Um, and I think when I started the Facebook group, again, that was quite early on in the profitable yogi, like start a Facebook group. And I was like, oh God, Facebook, like this is, why would anybody want to start a Facebook group? No one's going to join it. No one's going to do anything. Um, and actually it's been the most fun. They're the yeah. most kind of get to know everybody in the community, um, especially in challenges. So I actually started a challenge today. Um, and there's just loads of like videos coming in of people introducing themselves. And I just love it. I just love, I like sometimes can't keep up with it because everybody's yeah. engaging so much. Um, so I would say like definitely the Facebook group, the repurposing um, and the challenges. The challenges have been like the number one thing that has built my, my email. Yeah. Okay. So you've done three challenges now. Is that right? Yeah. This is your third that you've just started. Amazing. Yeah. So the first challenge was that, did you use that to launch your membership? Well, no. So when I first launched my membership, I had no strategy. It was literally, okay, I've put this together, send an email. Guys, I've got, an e I've got a membership. And like, you know, a testament to my community. I think I got 30 members off that, which is incredible because yeah. there was no, there was no <laughs> launch strategy right. at all. Um, yeah. And then my... Yeah. So my first, so I just launched it and then I did my first challenge, which was strength for Chaturanga, which was an amazing yeah. challenge. And that's one I'm going to run every year um, because it's something that everybody struggles was with. That just, a, that was just a list builder, that one. No, my first challenge was the relaunch of my membership. So I, I uh, had released my membership, so I don't even call it a launch. I just put it out there. Um, yeah, because I didn't know what I was doing. It was before the profitable yogi. I just right. knew I was doing all these zooms. So I'm going to record them, put them into something so people can access it. 
And then I started doing the Profitable Yogi and I was like, oh, and I don't know if you remember, but I had kind of organized my challenge and set, because no one was kind of doing this yet. And I sort of said, should I be launching something with this? And you were like, you could. And it was literally, the challenge was live. And within the like seven days of the challenge, I put together a launch. Yeah, that's right. I was like, oh, you're actually ahead of yourself. We haven't even got to that part in the program. Um, no, I do remember I was giving you some little, I was giving you some extra support in Messenger on that. And yeah. that's, you've got 60, 60 people in your membership off the back of that, which yeah. is incredible, which is incredible. Um, so, and then, you know, being the action taker that you clearly are, you then moved on to create your, your first yoga course. So talk to us, talk to us about the focus for that course and um, you know, why you decided on a yoga for beginners course and what kind, what did your validation look like? Yeah. So my niche is really the non-yogi. Um, and it kind of always has been, that's like my real, I love working with people who one think that yoga is completely not for them Two, you know, have done a bit of yoga and think that it's, you know, Oh God, no, it's definitely not for me. And mostly the reason for that is because that was me. I was, a, uh, you know, thought that everything I needed to do had to be hit, had to be like really high intensity, thought that yoga was boring. I thought that I had to punish my body to exercise, that I had to shrink myself, you know, I had disordered eating for as long as I could remember. Um, and it, it was getting really, really bad again. This was, I was still a teacher at this time. And I mean, the reason I'm talking about this is yoga, I mean, it sounds so cliche to say saved me, but it made me like I always say, it just made me like a sassy badass. Like I just feel like this is my body. It's amazing. I love it. And I just want other people to feel that way too. So give me, give me the diet culture people. Give me the people who kill themselves at CrossFit. Give me, you know, everyone who's got a gym membership and never uses it. Like that, you know, my builders, my, all these people who, you know, don't think that, that yoga is for them. And also, probably are completely disconnected to themselves and are kind of really really trapped in this diet culture cycle of hell as well so mm. I decided that I mean there were two, a couple of reasons one was a bit of strategy um I knew that I wanted to to build my email I knew that I had really amazing kind of community of yogis but I had the membership so I knew that they were all like, if they wanted to, they could dip into that. And I wanted something that would attract new people, therefore build my email um, list and build my community. And also I was like, if I get them there, then, you know, I can I'll have them for longer. They're like a solid customer. And also that idea of, you know, I love those first few classes where, where they really see the change in themselves both physically mentally emotionally so I decided that I would create a 12 week uh I'm lying I just added four weeks an eight week <laughs> beginner's yoga course um and it was I mean it was quite intense for me because you know you kept saying to us create a high ticket item create a high ticket item and in terms of the value of my course I mean it's I love it. I think it's a great kind of balance of recorded content mixed with live content. Um, 
it's not too heavy on the spiritual side. It's a lot of kind of anatomy, hence the skeleton in the background. Um, and it was, I think for me, just kind of getting comfortable with the price point. And I would say, actually, you know, when you do your first high ticket item, I was still quite nervous about the price point. Um, and I think that's something that you just get confident with as time goes on. What was the price point? 450. 450, yeah. So um, talk to us about the process that you went through to actually launch that. Oh, yeah. So I did a lot of kind of calls and chats. I mean, I know so many people just over the years of being a yoga teacher who don't do yoga. I mean, so many of my friends don't do yoga. So I just started having like chats with people about, you know, what are your preconceived notions about yoga? Why haven't you do it? Why don't you do it? What are the problems with your body? So kind of really, and I mean, very specific as well to kind of women between the ages of 30 to 50, um, because that is really my target audience. So I did a lot of kind of validating. I chatted to people in my community um, about kind of their experiences as a beginner yogi, if they knew anyone who was a beginner, if they'd have a chat with me or could they tell me like their reasons. Um, And so I did all of that. And then I did obviously lots of like surveys and stuff on Instagram. Instagram's been great in terms of those surveys, those polls, asking questions. And actually I've got quite a lot of people to buy courses and join the membership through Instagram. And I just yeah. try to be as consistent and real as I possibly can. Mm. Um, I've always been quite open about, you know, the different things that are going on in my life. And I mean, it's been a really hard year for me. Yes, there's been a lot of action, but that was like distraction tactics as well. Um, so did a lot of kind of figuring it out that way. A lot of teachers skip this part. You know, they get so excited about the course that they forget about doing all of this validation work. So you really did follow the plan that's like laid out, you know, to do all the surveys, the validation, the calls, all of these things, super, super important so that you can really gather all of the data and get the insight so that you can create that messaging that's really going to speak to those people. And that's really important. So we go through this whole process of the emotional driven survey to really understand like, who are these people, which you clearly have defined, you've talked to us about, you know, your niche and who your ideal student is. And then it's understanding the language that they speak so that you can use that in your messaging. Yeah. which is brilliant so from that you gathered all of that and then you created a, a you did another challenge you did another challenge yeah so which what was, what was the success of the challenge and what were your numbers on that so I think I had about 250 people sign up to the challenge um I mean it was just so much fun I mean I really timed so it was January you know everybody's feeling a bit sluggish so I, I called it start yoga now something really simple um and it was just you know, breaking down the boundaries, we're going to learn a little something every single day. And then at the end of that, obviously, then they can join onto the course. And that challenge was just, it was bonkers. Like I was, you know, at night still like plugging away at replying to everyone. And that was something that I really wanted to do. I really wanted to like build these relationships. Yeah. The other thing that was so sweet as well is that the the people who were like on my membership or part of the community who, you know, are not new to yoga at all would be like sending messages and encouraging people as well like you've got this keep going so that was really nice because it's you know 
I'm still at the early stages of my Facebook group. So I'm just running my challenges out of one group, which maybe one day will change. Um, and I was like, oh gosh, is it going to be annoying to be running this like start yoga now when I've got people in the group who, who aren't beginners? Um, but actually it was really nice. I think they really enjoyed encouraging everybody on. Amazing. That's super. And so last day of your challenge, you opened enrollment. Um, and then what did that look like? That, that this <laughs> launch period, because it's not over. The challenge is really busy. As you said, you know, you were sending messages at night and everything, trying to keep on top of it all. What did that then launch period look like for you? I mean, it was, it was a lot. And I think, I think that's like something you just have to take on board um it's kind of the same way I feel about running retreats like when you decide to run a retreat when you're on retreat like you just need to know that like all of you is 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 you know all of your energy is being used and you just need to kind of be on board with it and like treat yourself to a spa day after <laughs> but I I mean so I'd like I went live every day in my Facebook group I'd had prizes um, so then the last day I went live, announced the, the launch, um, said that to the best video testimonial, someone would get a free place on the course. That was really good because I got amazing testimonials. Um, yeah. And then I'd had written, I think I had written a 12 email sequence, um, which was very difficult for me because that was my first like real kind of salesy tactic yeah. um yeah. and I you know it was a learning experience for me in lots of ways and I think I think it is for your community as well because you are changing from just sending out these kind of fluffy emails with bits of advice to yeah. to now selling something and I think I'm really kind of grounded in that now because actually we have value and we're giving value and you're not going to get that value without me selling something because that's how I'm making my living. And I think at the beginning, like, you know, some people were kind of affronted and if that's fine, go like, you know, unsubscribe. But that took me a little while to wrap my head around. Um, but, and it's the same thing with finding the price value of my course. Actually, I, you know, I am worth that. I, there's a lot of, I think, getting over imposter syndrome and, believing that you know what we do is worth the value all the training all the money that we spend you know I'm not just this you know I, I've done six months with you on a course like I know what I'm doing I know how to streamline um and with that you know there's there's a cost um so yeah I did all of that then plus the Facebook messaging checking in with people you know how did the challenge go let's chat tell me how this was and then oh do you have any questions about about, about the course so it was yeah, it was full on <laughs> yeah what were your successes and what are your thoughts looking back on it now as well on the whole process on the whole process the whole experience I think the successes are still the challenge um and a really kind of well thought out course I think I spent a lot of time really kind of being creative, sitting with big pieces of paper, mapping it out. How could it make sense? Thinking about like the physical body. When should we be doing this? When should we be doing that? Um, I think for me, especially with a beginner's course, 
is that people don't invest in their health right away. And a lot of Mm. people don't spend money on their health. And if they're a beginner, and this is perhaps something for me to think about a little bit more, do I do it like a lower priced item that is like a taster of the beginner's course? um, That's maybe like, you know, a week or two. And then if they want to, they move into the other one. But I think, you know, so many people wanted to do it. Like so many people were interested, um, but it really came down to the cost. And I think- the more I build a community of people who are kind of like tiptoeing on that line of I've dipped my toe into yoga. I kind of stay on Megan's email list because she's funny and because she's, you know, really grounded and she doesn't take anything too seriously, but it might take me the second, third or fourth launch of the beginner's yoga course to really invest. And I think I think that's probably true with any kind of course like yours. There's going to be people sitting on the fence last year about the profitable yogi who are maybe thinking about it this year. 100%. 100%. And so you had 11 students come in with you, come into the course with you. Yeah. In the end. And your goal, what your financial goal was 4,000. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And you just, what did you come out with in the end? 3,600 in the end. So, and I really beat myself up about it. Like I was not a happy bunny after the launch. Um, I really kind of, yeah, I, I was really hard on myself. And I think a lot of that was because the challenge had gone so well, because I was on this real high Like I was like, I'm going to beat my target. You know, this is going to be amazing. And I put in the work and I put in the time. And I really was at that point where I was like, I deserve to make an income from this now. Um, And so many parts of my life, there was no control. Like I had no control over the fact that we were in lockdown and I couldn't run my studio. I am on this really tumultuous fertility journey and had had loads of kind of bad things with that that I couldn't control and I felt like the profitable yogi and this yoga course was like I've got control of this and so Mm. when I didn't hit my target I think it was like an accumulation of just feeling like oh my god I have no control over anything which is true like that's just the reality like we don't have control over everything and it was kind of masking as this like hero that was going to save the day And it took me like, I think two weeks on from the launch finishing where I sat down and I was like, oh shit, like I made 3,600 pounds. Like I didn't have that before. Mm. And, And also it felt like so much work because I was making the course from scratch. I was validating the course. I was, you know, writing all the email sequences where, you know, when I launched the course again, let's say in three, four months, I just have to do the same things. Like I don't have to video, I don't have to record the course. I don't have to make the graphics. I don't have to set up all the payment processing. All I need to do is repurpose the emails, repurpose the challenge, which obviously all of that takes energy, but so much less than before. And even if I only make four grand, then I think it will feel more worth the time that I spent because it will be less. That makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely you know, an upfront investment with your time and energy when it comes to actually creating the course. And then you've created that asset, haven't you? So next time it's really about 
using what you've learned from that whole experience and then making it better each time. Like you can now start to focus on other parts of your launch that maybe you didn't do this time round, or maybe there was a gap in the sales process, or maybe, you know, there was something, another strategy that you thought would might be good to, to, to use, but you didn't have time for this time. So you just start kind of layering it up. And that's the beauty of it, right? So what is your kind of overall kind of reflection on it now, like looking back? I mean, I think I'm just like proud that I did it, um, that I've got a higher ticket item. Like, I think that everybody who's going through the course and does that, it's huge. It's huge Mm -hmm. to put yourself in a situation where you're saying, I'm worth this amount of money. And I'm going to put it out there, not just like a seven pound, five pound Zoom class. Like I'm worth this amount. And actually you're worth it too. As the the customer, you are worth spending that money. Um, And I think for me, it's like, I'm very much a planner and I've got like a huge quarterly, yearly plan beside me, um, which a lot of that is from like, you know, the master classes that you have done. And I just feel a lot, again, I'm going to use the word control, but a lot more in control of my time, my year, um, what's going forwards. Like I've got a VA now, um, which is awesome. Um, And I feel like I I am a business. I feel like I have offerings. I feel like what I now need to kind of work on is thinking about these challenges that I run every year, where to slot them in, and then what launches to kind of pepper in around there. Cause I do have some like other little courses and stuff that I've made um, and maybe coming up with another course that's quite yeah. specific to, to not beginners. So people who are already in my community. Um, yeah. yeah. So we were talking about that, weren't we last week on one of the live calls yeah. um, in the program, one of the live program calls, how you were talking about, you know, some ideas for some other higher priced offerings and how that could work as like a a product suite. Um, So let's just finish then with your kind of vision for the future. Like, where do you see this taking you in the future? What's your big vision? What's it look like? Oh gosh. Well, I think like both my partner and I, we really want to be kind of like, able to work from wherever we've got a camper van my family are in Canada they live in like on the lakes in like the most beautiful places um and I want I want to be able to work always I love working I love teaching I love learning and like strategizing um but I want I guess I want to be able to have more flexibility and more freedom um and, and make, I think, like, I'm not shy to talk about it. Like the other day when you did a live and you were like, you know, this is my goal for this year financially. Like, I'm all about that. I think, you know, if you work hard and you ha- offer value, you should get paid for it. And I know that yeah. a lot of people feel like really like itchy about that. But I'm like, no, I've lived like, you know, I've, I've run a bricks and mortar business for five years and just was getting to a point where I was going to make money from it. And now like, what's it going to take me another five years to build that up? Is that worth my time? Or do I develop this online business that can run unless the internet goes down from all of us, like that can keep going. Um, so I think it's yeah. just like continuing to feel empowered. Guys, the limit, I, the more I learn, the more I can offer. So amazing. Yeah. Well, well done, Megan. We're so, so proud of you. And yeah, just keep doing what you're doing because you're definitely 
on the right path and you've got it all now like the fact that you've got this drive behind you is just going to keep propelling you forward thank you so so much is there anything you want to finish up on today just just to keep going I know that so many people in the profitable yogi are in like so many different stages and I think it's really hard to like not beat yourself up about you know looking at somebody who's doing better than you and you know not that I'm saying that about myself like we all are at different stages and I think you know embrace the small wins because otherwise you're just going to it's all going to fly by and you're not going to see the, the journey that you're on and, and the progress and growth you've made. Yeah, that's such an important point. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action.